0: Ignacio Gallo Campos is the Founder and Director General of Escuela de Actividades de Naturales. After working for almost 15 years in international business and in the corporate tech world, Ignacio decided it was time to choose a different path. Now based in Madrid, Ignacio created an organization and a business whose mission it is to bring people closer to nature, to reconnect people with the natural world, and ultimately to show people another way to live. Welcome, Ignacio. Thank you, Gonor.
1: Absolutely perfectly described. Yes, indeed. Very, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Very good. So tell me, where are you from? Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Vigo, uh, Galicia, which is uh, the northern pan- northern, uh, western northern part of Spain. And when I wa- was five years old, my father once was uh, moved to Madrid He was a human resources director of uh, Carrefour uh, for Spain and Portugal. And then, yeah, uh, I lived most of my life in Madrid, apart from uh, Scotland. Afterwards, I lived one year in Scotland, in Edinburgh. Then I lived uh, one year in Oxford, another one year before that in New Delhi, uh, India. And also, uh, when I met you, Conor, uh, I was living also three, almost three years in Dublin. Apart from, uh, lastly, I'm living between Madrid and Girona, which is uh, on the n- northern east part of Spain, bordering France.
0: And tell me, how would you describe your childhood?
1: My childhood was, uh, was lovely. Um, I'm a, an adopted person. So my parents adopted me when I was four days. <laughs> so they picked me in Madrid and they took me to Vigo, to Galicia. So, yeah, um, they always explained me when I was very young, uh, the adoption, what, what it meant for them, what it meant for me, that they, of course, desired me most than everything. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> everything <clears throat> has, flow, has flown uh yeah, really normal. I I don't have any problem in telling this uh, as it is. Um, I I I was lately even recalling my life for you know I have more free time now uh, to stop and think and and envision things now, before, past and future. So yeah, I I I I'm grateful for for the childhood that I had. Uh, yeah, my parents were always teaching me i i remember one sentence from my father he educated me and my sister in uh think always about the others before than yourself so this has uh, reign, uh during all my life in all my uh relationships with people that i know that i don't know my friends uh yeah passengers like me i and did uh, yeah sorry
0: okay. And did you have um, a childhood that was steeped and rooted in nature and activities in, in the outdoors? Well, uh when I was living in Galicia, yes.
1: Yeah, because that's a very uh wild place in which uh forest and seasides and yeah are present in your daily life. Apart from that I was living in Vigo, which is the main the main city there, but uh yeah, every weekend or every free time that we had we were walking in the harbor or walking by the beach or going to the mountains, yes. But I think what I have linked me, what it links me to the nature, it's much more in my DNA because when we moved to Madrid, when I was five years old, all my uh, hobbies were to lift uh, the small rocks that were in the ground and looking for hours, what the microscope uh, level life that was there inside. So I was looking through small worms um, ants and um, you know insects um spiders and I was always curious on what was going on there like what was the 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 life uh in in those uh, uh small beans so and uh, my best uh, present uh, christmas present were were a series of books from a naturologist from Spain uh which was who was working throughout throughout all the all the planet and he was uh collecting different uh, environments natural environments like for example a small ponds the li- the life of a small ponds and then you would have there all the different uh, organisms uh, plants uh, ecosystems and uh, animals that live there fishes everything and uh, what 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 was intriguing me the most and up to today was the, the way of living of, of them. And I always uh, felt that the nature has been always uh, uh, in, uh, in a perfect uh, line of action, which is not uh, reigned by you know, ego or, or um, different uh, feelings that we humans have, which usually sometimes are not uh, really um, into life into into the living the moment living the present without worrying about what is going to happen tomorrow things like that so it's kind of a freedom freedom from concern mm. life that intrigued me the most about
0: nature and do you think would you have not have considered a career in biology or yes yes I was considering that when I
1: was uh, well forever uh, but when the moment uh, came. That I had to choose what what to do i yes i wanted to do biology or or ma- marine biology um, but my parents uh, well the places where i could do that of course madrid was one of them but the, the one that i really wanted to do was uh, underwater one uh, um biologist and i had to move to again vigo or another city where these uh, these studies were available and I got scared because my parents told me that they would not be helping me, uh, which meant, of course, paying money for me to live there. So I should find the job at 18 and then uh, combine the, the job with the, the studies. So I decided, well, in fact, my parents told me, why don't you leave nature for your hobby during weekends and free time? <clears throat> mm. And then you you do something that makes you earn save uh, money and mm. you know have a life of uh, hobbies than focusing everything
0: on, on on that okay so you put your passion to one side and you didn't follow in terms of your career but ultimately you ended up back there so yes. we we'll get we'll get to how we end up up there but so you went into what? what did you study in university again
1: I did economics, uh, specialized in uh, international finance and uh, I did an MBA as well. Mm. Uh, I was granted to do a couple of uh, good masters Mm. uh, that took a couple of years. So I started working in Spain in different companies, industrial companies. One of them was doing plastics and I got into a program of development that started from the very... uh, uh, very first things on, you know, in the understanding plastics, uh, cutting them, uh, uh, sell, selling them in small shops to um, business people and also uh, particulars. And yeah, from there, you could start, you could uh, gain a quick experience to start leading small teams afterwards. Like you could become a sales team, sales uh, leader for sales. Uh, or you could become an account account manager for industry, you know, in different regions of Spain. Then I, well, f- prior to that, I was living in Edinburgh for one year after finishing the studies, which I finished them in four, four years and a half, uh, economics. And then I took a kind of, um, uh, you know, Erasmus, not Erasmus, but when I finished this, I just went went to live one year alone in uh, Edinburgh in which i was working in a uh 24/7 you know uh, shop mm. which were selling newspapers and food and you know this kind of Paki- pakistani uh, place mm. and i was uh, working from uh, mondays to sundays no no single day off for one year then after this after this i came back to spain and mean? then it was it was below the legal, yeah. I, I no no, it was no legal. In mm. fact, I was I was earning four pounds an hour, when the minimum salary was uh, five
0: pounds per hour, something like that. Wow, yeah. Seven yeah. days a week, so you didn't take one single day off in an entire year. No, yes, I just got three days
1: that finally my boss gave me, mm. and I went to the Highlands.
0: Yes, but three days
1: in one year, not even weekends, and my schedule was. From uh, ten to seven every day, and Saturday and Sunday I was working from six to nine and from eleven to seven. So I had two hours, spare hours there that I went back to home. I went back home, had a, a small nap, come back to work. And what did your
0: parents think of this lifestyle, this uh, situation?
1: Well, I I've been always a person that likes to challenge myself and live. uh uh, understand the meaning of uh, the value of it's not the money but gaining your yourself life your life basically Mm. so this was kind of a test for myself i started working as well when i was 16 my father who by the way i didn't tell you but my father when he was 50 he was uh, diagnosed with a very rare sickness and he was put out of work uh so he was prostrated into a sofa for the rest of his li- his life. Uh, he died with sixty five years old. And when he died, the doctor asked asked me if he was eighty nine years old. Oh, is your father eighty nine or ninety, something like that? So, anyways, when I was sixteen, my father was already sick in the sofa. But as he was the director of human resources of Carrefour, he he asked me in the summertime when I was when I had finished the studies, he asked me. Hey, would you like to know what what it what it means to gain your own money? And I said, of course yes, I want. So he took me, well we we went we went together to Carrefour, one of the main main uh um uh, places in Spain in in Madrid. And and yeah, I, I had a conversation with the human resources director and he asked me, uh, "When when do you want to start?" And uh I said, "Tomorrow." So then just uh, the next day I was working there uh, with 16 years old. So this this from then on was kind of my you know my way to prove myself and, and my family that I was able of course to to make money.
0: Do you think that your father's illness had something to do with his occupation?
1: Of course. Absolutely. In fact, I know exactly what ha- what happened. So there was a discussion between the CEO of the company and two other big, big uh, directors there. And my father exposed in front of the CEO with these two other people. Uh, hey, come on, guys. Now tell tell this guy what do you were telling me before about him or about this or that. So that generated a, a big discussion and ended, ended up with my father put in, into a very bad position. So then they started to make his life uh, quite difficult. And then finally ended up uh, my father being left out.
0: So the stress. Yeah, absolutely. The,
1: yes, absolutely. The stress attack, attacked him mm. and destroyed
0: him. Yes. Mm. So you see where I'm going with this now, right? Yes. So, yes. so then you you move into the industrial world the world of business the world of technology and you work mm-hmm. for 15 years you build up your career you're managing teams your sales manager you're doing all this other stuff mm-hmm. um, and then you decide to leave and choose it and go in a totally different direction yes. uh, what are your thoughts and what did you learn from those 15 years if you can crystallize them if you can think about mm-hmm. those on it
1: well, I learned or I applied or what my father told me about think of the other things before uh, the others and than yourself. I was always trying to add some value in the interactions that I had. <clears throat> I was clearly seeing that the system was designed to just make profit and growth and continuous pressure on people um, regardless uh, emotions, regardless how you, you were feeling. That didn't matter at all, or it mattered very poorly. And uh, I was always trying to uh, lead myself by, or lead others by example, uh, taking care of the person that I was selling something to, meaning I would like to create a relationship between this person and myself, or this company and myself. And yeah, I think that was always a, a good positive example to the others also because the the sales were coming even uh, i mean i was always reaching the targets reaching the objectives and but more happily than mm-hmm. some other people that were thinking just in themselves and making things whatever cost it, it meant so i think that what i learned in these 15 years that it, it was that you could make your small difference, a positive difference in the in the corporate world, by leading by example uh, and bringing always humanity in in bringing it to the to the place that it should be. So I was always reading and uh, preparing presentations to show other people how to do this and how to reading books and you know incorporating uh adding knowledge to myself and putting in practice this knowledge and i learned a, a lot about other people as well because as i was getting into more deep in the, into deeper relationships with them i was able to put in place uh, talking about things that not other people were were talking with them so i learned that many people were really burned out in the in the in these places they were holding holding to this salary and many of them had uh, broken dreams uh so that's why i decided to start what the, the first thing that I, start, I started was the fishing school of madrid which is madrid escuela de pesca madrid which has been active in the website and everything for 10 years already mm. and this was the first thing that i launched whilst i was still working and was able, I was able to, I were able to do it uh, in my spare time. Mm. So I was able to, while working, creating something of value mm. to the people, uh, for myself, for the planet. Because of course, fishing is not the most. Uh, I mean, it has some impact on the fish, of course, when you fish it. But I was teaching people how to make this, the minimum damage to the fish. And also to respect it uh, as in the maximum possibility, and to start loving this relationship with uh, with the fish, with the nature, and everything. So, yeah. So uh, you're
0: you're you're in work, right? You're, you're, you've done your fifteen years in the corporate tech world. You can see the effect it's having on people. Yes. Um. And you you understand how the system the system functions. Some people can handle it really well. Some people are rising up the status hierarchy and and can exist within the system and work within the system and do incredibly well, um, but some people don't. Um, while you're in work, you come up with this idea, the fishing school. What were the first steps you took? Right, Did you build a website? In terms of okay. tips and hints, how did mm-hmm. you start that journey? Uh,
1: yeah, the, of course, the, the, I did many things. I was uh, always thinking about this idea. Uh, I I saw a, an opportunity because throughout my life, when I had spare time, I was fishing myself, and I was taking some people to nature and teaching them how to fish. And I was seeing the impact this was having in them and in myself. And yeah, I I saw the possibility of people willing to pay me for teaching them what I what I knew. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I decided to create a website. Firstly, I put it in the hands of someone who knew how to develop one website. Mm. But yeah, I created the website and I started to learn how to you know, uh, manage different uh, aspects of the website to make it more visible and to yeah, to reach more people. Mm. And then I started getting the first I'm not calling, calling them clients. I'm calling them participants. Mm. Uh it's a way to, you know, uh create so, something different.
0: So did they did they find your website online and reach out to you? Yes. Okay yes, so... yes
1: they they started re- seeing my website and mm. and reaching to me through a questionnaire that I had uh, email and and phone calls yes mm.
0: so now you have the website now you, did you go on online say for example uh, do facebook ads do social ads do all that kind of stuff to help find the participants no for the first
1: uh, 8 years i never did any anything related to uh, paying paying adverts or something mm-hmm. like that nothing no no and right. it it was it was growing organically right it's a word of mouth or i don't know how to call it in english um uh, and fine. also um reputation mm. now of course the the reviews being on google maps uh, having reviews there mm. and yeah using the tag words in your website that helps people find uh what you do
0: Mm-mm. okay so that's interesting. So step number one is create the website. It seems so so very obvious, but it gives people an opportunity to research you, to study you, to figure out what you're doing. And if it's well put together, um, they'll contact you. So what do you do? You you have a, a bus and you take people out to nature, or people meet you in nature. How does that, what does that look like?
1: So firstly, I I thought it would be a great idea to, to get a van and pick, collect people from Madrid and then taking them there. Mm. But this is a, a slow-growing uh, market, which mm. uh, yeah, it goes slow uh, because there are not many options out there, and and it's a very niche market, which is growing slowly because people are getting more interested in nature and fishing and all this stuff. Mm. Um, so finally, I I decided it was not it, it so okay how how to explain it. So I I had clear in my mind that I wanted to create something which the costs of maintenance were the minimum. Mm, mm. So people are more more happy are happy to just get their cars or get whatever and mm. go there. It it's been small times where where I was picking collecting someone who was not having a, a transportation options mm. and I was collecting them in one point, but let's say 90 95 percent of the times people get themselves to the place yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so basically your business and the product that you're selling is essentially your knowledge your knowledge of nature your ability to fish and you take them on an experience into nature so that's that's the business um how many years ago was that set up uh the first Mm -hmm. uh, the first one because i have three websites
1: Mm -hmm. so the uh, fishing school madrid it's, it's It started 10 years ago. Mm. And then I created the School of Natural Activities. Sorry, sorry. I created secondly the uh, School of uh, Fishing School Girona because I was living in Girona for the last three years. Mm. So I created that school as well. Mm. And then I decided to leave everything, to qu- quit from the corporate world, mm. to save some money up, and then create the third website, which would meant... Um, like the main umbrella of uh, natural activities, including fishing, mm-hmm. but adding adding some other uh, excursions aim to provide with uh, basic knowledge of wild plants, uh, their uh, medicinal properties, uh, how to interact with them, also uh, knowledge for uh, of local uh, fauna, animals that live there, the ecosystem, Basically, what what I was reading in the books, bringing them to the people in mm. their in their own lands and locally. So, so you could say it's been already two years since I focused hundred percent in uh, in this in nature. And because th- before I was having a job.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you'd saved up some money. So now, what people are wondering, and I'm, I suspect what a lot of people are are wondering, they want to become solo entrepreneurs they want to become entrepreneurs it's it's when they cut when they step away from the corporate world when they cut off that that monthly salary the security of the monthly salary and and go out on their own like that's the big fear i suspect that people have and getting the timing wrong can be um very very damaging how did you choose the time and again how did you overcome that fear That's a great question um,
1: I guess it's a faced it's a, faced, um, a move okay so first you have to think about this every single day secondly I would uh, I would uh, recommend people to study how they can do this how study the, what what are the options study how is the market how it goes uh, create a small website you know putting that like in a prototype. Mm -hmm. don't don't leave their jobs for doing this. So keep the job doing it on a side project. So dedicating a couple of hours a day or whatever you you want. And if you keep having this desire of doing it, start testing it with some people, firstly for free or firstly with a small rate. Then when you feel and see that you are really adding value and getting the first testimonials, Mm -hmm. Uh, you can decide how how to go next and how to grow it, uh, and for that you have many options like advertising, um, uh, you know, investing some money. Without investing money, you cannot do anything basically. Investing mm. your money and your time, so that, those are two main pillars. But I wouldn't recommend anyone to just quit their jobs and, and launch themselves into doing something from the scratch without having anything, any prototype first. Mm. So. That's that's my first tip. Uh working on a side project, working for a one year, putting it into the market, seeing the response, getting first testimonials, grow your website with uh, enriching it with, with content and testimonials. Mm. Of course, using the social networks that uh are you know looked by many people every day, and also going to um going to fairs, going to um, events, going to, um, you know, net- network, network events that are related to what you do, and um, what associate with a lot of people as well, mm. don't, something that one of the biggest tips I can give to the people as well is not being afraid to tell what they do and how they do it in a, a, to the very last detail without the fear of, oh, someone is going to rob my idea, is going to steal it. Mm. That just will make you be, being a loser. And also, uh, don't be afraid of working or doing anything that is already invented because there are many ways of creating uh, blue oceans from the scratch. By the way, I'm, I'm reading this book now,
2: mm.
1: which is called in, by, in English, The Strategy of the Blue Ocean. Mm. More than three million books sold, uh, and it's not uh, an usual marketing book. is mm. is 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 getting many success cases of people that created blue oceans from the scratch. What does what the,
0: the, the concept mean blue ocean? What is the
1: concept? The, the concept of the blue ocean is creating something which makes your compet your competence or your competitors irrelevant.
0: That's pretty. That's a pretty ambitious. Uh, it's not. It's not. No. It's not
1: because it's based in mainly two things: having a very low-cost um, strategy, so creating something which uh, you you are not investing a lot of money, mm. and which can be sustained sustained throughout the time, and also um, putting the putting the customer or the participant or whoever you want to call it. Uh, in the center of what you do. And a strategy is uh, aimed to get to two things. One is um, making your competitors irrelevant and the other one is having a very low structure of cost. How can you make your uh, competitors irrelevant is by putting the focus on how you can add more value to the any service or product that is there out there.
2: Mm.
1: And in my case, there there was not even many competitors in my in my sector so what i was looking at was the an opportunity which which was related with nature and uh, you know entertainment outdoors entertainment mm. which are very low number of companies out there and the the market is growing and unfortunately or not even the 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 pandemic came mm. and that that put much more in the uh, in the principal uh, play nature people were more willing to go to nature to experience it in a much more deeper way uh, which means getting knowledge from what they live in so about plants about you know many things so how to interact with nature, how to interact with themselves and of, by 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 itself the nature is providing a lot of value to people so if you are able to convert that into understandable knowledge and uh, entertainment which is easy to put in place and easy to explain and easy to to do people get immediate value from from that M- mainly because we have been so linked to nature throughout the last uh, 350 million years that even people that are reluctant to come to doing these kind of activities in the first second the very first second that the you are explaining them what is this plant? What it does for you? What it does for your health? What it, what this uh, experience is going to bring you? And they start interacting, touching, smelling, uh, trying some, some wild plants or or knowing how to fish. Mm. It it puts them immediately into what they, their essence is. And not there are not many people out there doing this. And the ones that are doing it, they are not even offering this kind of experience. And how can you know that? Asking them, <clears> hey... <throat> have you gone through anything like this before tell me what do you feel by doing this uh, can you give me a review and they put out their words that are just amazing
0: and there's, there's also a spiritual aspect to it as well so you have the the physical the, the, the plants the flora and the fauna you're you're educating them but there is so a kind of a deep almost um, holistic spiritual thing of of getting to know these yes plans. absolutely getting, get, getting to know the environment that you inhabit um mm-hmm. which is must be inc- incredibly rewarding and fulfilling for people um so who are your ideal clients how did you identify is it is it it workers is it tech workers is it office workers is it mom and pop how did you figure out who your clients were
1: so um they 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 are presenting themselves to me just by me being out there which means mm-hmm. i'm doing not much effort in in being known. Of course, I'm doing I'm doing videos in YouTube. I have a channel there, which I, where I show what I'm doing, which grows organically. Uh, I guess it's being out there, being 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 out there in the streets, being out there in, in companies. Of course, presenting what I'm doing, being in network events, being everywhere that I that you can. And my ideal client is everyone. Mm. Every company, every person in this this planet would be a perfect uh, client. Yeah. Anyone.
0: And in terms of say, so do you have plans to scale the business? What would you? How how does that look?
1: No. Uh, well, yes and no. Of course, I have plans to scale the business. This year is I'm going to present. I'm I'm already called calling schools, mm. private schools in Madrid mm. or in in Barcelona. And presenting what, what we do and trying to educate their, their, their pupils. Okay, mm. so, so that's one plan. My only plan is to implant to implement this the way in such a way that I I I'm going to be able to impact in more people at the at the minimum time. Mm. Uh, the sooner, the better. How can I make this reaching to places where there are many people involved? So that's that means companies. I'm calling call, calling companies. I'm reaching human resources directors. I'm reaching uh, yeah, people that make decisions. And uh, it could be a school or a company that shows interest in sustainability, mm. but it could be one that is not showing any interest in sustainability as well, or in nature, mm. because basically that's what it, it makes a huge difference to them. So having Someone who is going to teach them and to show them nature in in much different way than they than they know so it's it's a very wide um audience that i'm uh going to
0: and do you think uh, is there a team building aspect to it as well so if you you're pitching and you're presenting to um... yeah yeah yeah
1: i i call when i send an an email to a company or yeah usually to a company I call it team building natural activities yes.
0: Okay, so this is a good tip as well, right? So you start a business, you have the website, you're taking people out. You're approaching companies from the point of view that this is a team-building opportunity mm-hmm. for your sales teams, for your IT team to do something slightly differently, yes. um, and you can take them back to nature. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's really good, but that's also scalable. Have you thought about doing it um online and is there is there is there a way you could do it online because everything is going online right
1: it is a way and I was trying it during the pandemic um mm-hmm. what I what I what I was creating was a small uh how do you call it in English when you where you grow uh plants um port well I was I was uh, having the small buckets of plants wild plants that I okay, was taking pots, from nature pots. yeah 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 pots, yes. so the idea was for seven to eight euros, a session of one hour, mm. having five to seven people online. And I was firstly uh, developing a series of uh, general knowledge about wild plants and wild me- uh, sorry, uh, natural medicine, uh, how to interact with nature differently and so on, and where they could find the different plants that I was going to show them i was going to show them the plant i was going to teach them the different properties that uh, you could you could take from them mm. how to, how to use it how to relate with them as well because we uh, the wild plants are, are uh alive and they have uh, also kind of feelings as well so intelligence also mm. so you know i was i was going to do that but was not um, for doing that yes it's necessary that you spend some money in uh, campaigns like ads in the social networks. Yes. And I did it for a couple of times, but it was not uh, succeeding much. So I've been asked by even some institutions that I was working with to give some, uh, online, uh, you know, kind of, uh, presentations about mm-hmm. this, but finally has not, uh, come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I don't, uh, I might, I might do it in in the future. So yes, it's a it's another option.
0: But part of the, I suppose, the 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 wholesome experience of getting into nature is really what makes it as well, and touching and feeling the plant yes. and, and 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 the environment. Yes, that's really what it's about, right?
1: Yes, that's why also I'm not I'm not really developing that uh, part much because I want people to really be. Uh, um,
0: impacted with uh being there tasting nature um mm-hmm. so in, in terms of your challenges you're facing right now you have a business you're a, an entrepreneur do you have people working for you
1: i had uh, <laughs> six six people in the last two years mm-hmm. uh from uh different programs that uh, universities and institutions put out there for you know giving an opportunity to people that are working in in marketing online or some Website uh, developers and so on. So yes, I I have been having periods of two to three months a year, where 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 I was having a teams between two people and four people each time, and also I, I do collaborations with uh, coaches, with mindfulness uh, specialists, uh, with uh, uh, managing emotions uh, people. You know. So yes, I I have collaborations, but. I'm not having anyone, uh,
0: you know, hired, Mm-mm. No, so I, it, I'm doing everything myself. You're doing everything yourself. So you're essentially a solopreneur is what the term they're, they're, calling it now. Um, for the moment. Yes. There is a a whole aspect of nature, a whole division, a whole sector. And they talk about the healing power of nature. Mm-hmm. have you considered a looked at partnering with psychotherapists, partnering with psychologists, um, diverting and, and, and embracing that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm developing that a lot lately because <clears throat> apart from contacting in LinkedIn mostly uh, the human resources director, companies, uh, sales team leader that have budget to do these kind of activities. Mm. I'm also looking for coaches, psychotherapists, uh, experts in different fields, mm. mostly related to emotions and personal development with with whom some some of them i have already worked successfully mm-hmm. and uh, today i was uh, having two meetings with two people that are one of them is a coach and environmentalist and uh, she has been consulting companies with uh, trying to make them more sustainable but in in the in her deepest uh, feeling he, she was uh, so when she was working for another company doing this kind of uh, job she was feeling that it was a kind of greyish uh area which in which she was not seeing the impact she wanted to see. That's why she has created as well her own uh brand. And she's doing it this for herself now, solopreneur. Mm. Um so yes, uh of course I'm uh I'm meeting with many, many, many different people and um, not not stopping ways of you know attracting more more people as well to the to the
0: brightness. Mm. One of the things you mentioned was that um, you you reached out to the Chamber of Commerce in Madrid or something, was it?
1: I I am collaborating with or, or being part of of it for the last two years, and also the Chamber
0: of Commerce of Girona, both of them. So that that's a that's a terrific idea because now you're, you're in the net, you'll hear ideas from other business people and you, you, then you become a face and a name within the community of business people. What have you learned from talking to local chambers of commerce? And would you recommend that for, for anybody else? Presumably you would.
1: Absolutely. This this was one of the first things that I did. Mm. And it has been very important because I got a couple of companies, clients from from being there. Mm. And also it's a great opportunity for you to launch different prototypes and tests and um, reach some companies or some entrepreneurs like you and showing them what you do, how you do it. And absolutely, that's that's very important. Uh, unfortunately, um, what happens is sometimes you just do it once, mm. which means probably they will not repeat doing, the, uh, doing this again. Why but that? Why is that? Because they have already learned the basics. They have already learned what what it means to be in nature differently than before. And yeah, this year I want to innovate a little bit on that, like uh, taking that first trip to another trip, which is going to be called advanced contact with nature, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still working on that. And yeah, what you can see is once they have done it once, sometimes it's enough for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see how how it evolves. But uh, well, you've got to yeah.
0: evolve your product offerings as well, right? So you've got to think about it in terms of products. So you've got to, the first yes. step, second, third, fourth. On a, it'll it'll filter out, and you'll you'll get the real people who have embraced it and yes. are, are passionate about it, going through the each different stage. <clears throat> um, yes. So where are you now in terms of? challenges that you're facing where is the business
1: so the business has uh has grown from less than 1000 uh, euros per month first year mm. like 800 was average uh, per month to now 1200 per month mm. so you can see from 850 to 1170 something like that mm. which is 300 euros a month more on average uh, but the reach is increasing as well because the first year I did nothing with companies. The second year I did seven companies. Um, and yeah, it's it's evolving, it's growing. Mm. Um, the first year, the the objective was to do 12,000 euros among, uh, in total, sorry. Mm. And I did uh, 9,800. So I was 80% of the target, let's mm. say. Mm. Second year, I was planning to do 18, 1,800 euros Sorry, eighteen thousand mm. one eight uh which is almost double than the real uh target, and I got seventeen thousand so I was ninety four percent of the target mm. so of course I'm seeing an improvement the mm. the tricky part of this is that it it's growing really slowly mm. um when I was in Ireland I was in the last company that I was I was close to one hundred thousand euros so that means my level of uh, consumism and my level of, uh, you know, uh, life level mm-hmm. has gone da- down by a lot. But so still I, your but standard still of living is...
0: has gone down, but it has your quality of living gone down?
1: No, the quality of living has increased immensely.
0: That's what I'm getting at. Yeah.
1: So I'm living, I'm living much more in the present than before. Mm. I'm more present in conversations and interactions with people every day. So I can add even much more value than before. And of course, I feel free, a little bit free of the system, Mm. of the before system. Uh, Not a little bit, but a lot more. Um, That
0: is a big jump, Ignacio. I mean, you're talking a difference of 85,000 euros there in terms of like that for for many people, that is, uh, that's going to be tough. It's not only that, it's also the kind of, the inner
1: inner ego thoughts that you have, like you mm. have always to go up and raise the scale, and uh, you know, reach the next level and manage more people than five. I was managing fifty-five people lastly there. Uh, so now, what's next? Hundred people and doubling the the salary and blah blah blah. Mm. But I was complete completely uh, seeing that this was not bringing more happiness to me at all o- at all. I was living in a fake in a farce. I was living in a in a hamster hamster wheel, you know. Mm. And this was it. Um this was not bringing me any happiness. And also even though I I always put this uh, motto from my father that think on the others before than yourself in every interaction in the com- corporate world the final end of what i was trying to put out there was not reaching to anywhere <clears throat> because the system itself which is the, the the main framework that you have for every day was not letting yourself be uh, plentiful in any sense uh, rather than money and acquiring more and more and always having this uh, lack of fullness Every day was lack of fullness because it doesn't matter how you do it, what are the goals you make. everybody's going to pat you on the back for one day and the next day they are going to ask you double so what's the point on that and also what's the point on what what the the world makes out of this what the planet gets out of making your targets double or earning two hundred thousand a year or one million or whatever mm. so what are you what are you bring into the to the to the Global value really on doing that,
0: yeah. Um, and plus, if if you're making a salary of 250,000, 300, 500,000 a year, it's that you will be required to take decisions, to make decisions, to do things that will be challenging, that will challenge you emotionally, intellectually, and probably spiritually at certain points,
1: absolutely. But even which. I, I have done that with uh, fifty thousand mm. or or thirty five thousand a year. I was doing already things that I was not happy with. Mm. I'm making decisions that were not taking people people uh, in the center.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you any other advice for people? So obviously you've gone from a massive, big, substantial salary, and you've been living now for two years. You're growing your business very well to cope, how to cope with that loss. Well, the, the most
1: important part, apart from the physical or materialistic part and your ego. Uh, do you think it's is, all
0: ego related? The, the, yes. Or do you think it's actually practical things that you... So say, for example, well, if you have a massive mortgage, say you have a massive mortgage and you have kids and you have a wife, perhaps you, you have, you're supporting people, so maybe you're supporting parents. It's a tricky one, you know, <laughs> You that's why feelings? I was
1: saying yeah that's why I was recommending people to launch a prototype first and not mm-hmm. quitting uh mostly if you have responsibilities like that mm-hmm. in my case I have no children I I was uh uh I got a divorce th- throughout my entrepreneurship uh I was not being supported by by the other person you know so and yeah I mean stuff
0: The so you got divorced yes as you're building the business yes okay that's uh challenging yeah it is <clears throat>
1: mostly yeah you know uh when you give 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 and then when you need uh, things uh the, you get not supported so anyways um it and this is related to it doesn't matter if you get divorced or not or what really happens when you learn something that put other people's lives are a little bit at risks in their morals in their you know in their beliefs so you feel a lot of solitude there mm. because in some way even your friends can see yourself as a you know oh he's so lucky that uh, he's doing what he likes and he's doing the way he wants and everything like that mm. but there is I, I think there is a little bit of uh, separation as well because it's kind of I I don't know how to explain it, but basically you feel it. You feel yourself um, even in conversations that were before more in some topics. You feel that you you don't belong anymore to these kind of conversations, or you don't belong to these kind of feelings, or desires, or um, objectives. Uh, so, so it's what... kind of stepping out and going in a in a solo train, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so all your friends are working nine to five, they're in tech jobs, they're in office jobs, they're in corporate <clears> jobs, and they're driving down a different road, right? And they're having conversations that you can't really contribute to that much anymore because you don't have the data.
1: Not even the data is is, is the desire to be yeah. talking about these topics. Is, yeah. Is there, is there, you, I'm not feeling any
0: inspiration on, on, on these kind of uh, topics, you know? So the challenge for you then is to surround yourself with people who are doing similar things. Absolutely. Uh, is to move into the network of solopreneurs, of entrepreneurs or people who are going out on their own to find everybody's challenge in life is to find their community. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your community changes, right? These things happen. Um,
1: That's why I got... uh, So this year we were given the recognition of being... Uh, in, in, in the top three um, most impactful uh, entrepreneurships. uh prize was given by the Ministry of uh, Labor uh, Industry of uh, Madrid, mm. and yeah, yeah, we were recognized in one of these three top uh, in the in the um, uh, which category? by the name was uh, well-being and and health, well-being and health. So that's very encouraging, you know mm. and after doing that or being honored with this uh, recognition, um, I got the opportunity to participate in a sales acceleration uh, project of four months mm. which in which you are being given a place to work, co-working place. Mm. Uh, we are given relationships with other people like you were saying now mm. and other entrepreneurs and uh, mentorships uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Well, no that, that, that it's also very important for your own, I suppose, your own um your own mental health. Yes. Your own sense of belonging. Yes. Emotional uh, health as well. Emotional health. Yeah. Yes. Um so um very good. So what does if I if I asked you this question out of curiosity, do you ever do you ever see yourself um returning? <laughs> to the world of the office, the nine to five, the corporate world, the tech world. No, that's but, but, a pretty definitive. No.
1: Yes. Um. So today was curious because, um. So what happens is as as I was telling you, my needs per month are still higher than my income per month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So i i I have like uh, nine months ahead to really see if this is going to somewhere or not. I know I have no more time, okay, financially. Mm. So I really need to uh, to make it. But at the same time, I was preoccupied with my current situation, which was not happening before, because I, as I was telling you, having taken this step had made me to be in the present more than in the future or in the past, mm. which is fantastic. But I have been sick for seven days in new years if i was with uh, temperature uh, and i was not good Mm. so i had a lot of time to think being alone again (laughs) and i decided that i was going to look for in close relationships that have uh, some companies that uh, i was in touch with in the past and so on i have today send them personal messages telling them that i'm i'm working or, or i'm thinking in doing a part-time job to get of course a bit of extra uh, financial help Mm. whilst i'm doing the best that i can in working with them Mm. and then keep doing what i'm doing because mostly my work happens in free time for others which means i can work part-time and then uh, keep doing what i'm doing maybe with less uh, hours per day but of course it's not the same as starting from scratch as having now 2 years and 2 months doing what i'm doing so i i think i can i can manage being again part of the of the last uh, time past time job uh, i can add my expertise my experience and now from another vision and another perspective which means I'm not the one still thinking, oh, I should do this, I should do that or I lost my opportunity, now I cannot do anything. No, I have done it, I have tried. I'm still trying, I will keep trying. But at the same time, I can, you know, maybe find a a fine link, um, a fine spot of equilibrium between being a little bit in the corporate world, bringing what I have learned as well in these years to the company, to the people, to New ways of procedures of doing things, adding some value there and also, you know, being more tranquil in terms of uh, financial and living, you know.
0: Mm. So you think you believe then that the, the drop in salary, right? So from the big salary to the smaller salary, the 15000 20000 a year is really... Putting aside the material material stuff, it's really a challenge to the ego that has to be overcome.
1: Of course, uh, yes. This is not only that. This is facing your fears of uh, finally of death. Death, no. But, we but all but fear death.
0: Yeah, but ultimately, your father, what did have that huge job and did take that road, and and it and it didn't necessarily end where he anticipated, and that's the danger for all of us. Right mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. go you keep going down that road, and um unexpected and, and, and unhelpful events occur, um, yes, so yeah, um okay, Ignacio, um last question, what does the future hold so
1: <clears throat> so uh, after these two years and two months, I reached things that I was never. Thought, uh, thinking were going to happen in so small portion of time. Mm. Uh, meaning what I have already done is amazing. Uh, and I have impacted in many people, already 700 people, plus a conference that I gave, uh, a speech that I, I hold uh, in front of 100 people uh, in the Ministry of Labour of uh, Madrid. Um, I was invited to give a speech there. And it's amazing. So I see what I'm doing. I see, I feel the benefit that I'm doing for myself, for the people, for the planet. Um and my goal is not changing in that in that way. Uh so I'm going to take this to the maximum level that I can in, in the years that I have left. And I will find the best way to do it. Um, to be in peace. Uh, to lead to to be of exa- to be, for example, to other people that might might Want to launch their own thing, and I have no doubts that at some point I will be able to live uh, very happily with this and uh, organized and well placed and bring my you know my part not even my small thing but something might might be big uh, in the future in terms of putting the nature in the place that it belongs to and stop. People think that they are on top of nature, or or higher than nature, or that they, they can control nature, or this kind of stupid uh, thoughts and feelings that are not bringing any anything positive to to anyone. So yeah, I see myself in the future uh, being a well-paid speaker, uh, putting nature in the place, uh, teaching people how they can do the same as I'm doing joining forces together to to bring more things like this
0: um i uh yeah yeah. i'm i'm totally sure making a positive impact and a sustainable impact um and i wish you the very best of luck on that mission because it is a noble one thank you thank you very much ignacio gala campus
1: thank you connor My my pleasure my pleasure too